Hi, this is Ezra Engel, and you're listening to The Voice, reading Matthew 14 for Tuesday, March 28th. At that time, Herod the Tetrarch heard the reports about Jesus, and he said to his attendants, This is John the Baptist. He has risen from the dead. That is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Now Herod had arrested John and bound him and put him in prison because of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife. For John had been saying to him, It is not lawful for you to have her. Herod wanted to kill John, but he was afraid of the people because they considered him a prophet. On Herod's birthday, the daughter of Herodias danced for them and pleased Herod so much that he promised with an oath to give her whatever she asked. Prompted by her mother, she said, Give me here on a platter the head of John the Baptist. The king was distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he ordered that her request be granted, and had John beheaded in the prison. His head was brought in on a platter and given to the girl, who carried it to her mother. John's disciples came and took his body and buried it. Then they went and told Jesus. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it is already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me he said, and he directed the people to sit down on the grass. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men, besides women and children. Immediately Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side, while he dismissed the crowd. After he had dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was there alone. But the boat was already a considerable distance from land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. During the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid, and, beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. When they had crossed over, they landed at Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized Jesus, they sent word to all the surrounding country. People brought all their sick to him and begged him to let the sick just touched the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. 
Matthew chapter 14. So John the Baptist was beheaded, and I believe that he was someone that Jesus was close with. He had a special bond. Um, he and John the Baptist were born near the same time, and their mothers knew each other and, and knew about the prophecy that Jesus was to fulfill. But when he heard about his beheading, which was a senseless act motivated by fear of dinner guests by the, the king, it seemed like Jesus was ready to go by himself to, to mourn or pray, something like that. But he was interrupted by crowds of people that needed him, and, and yet he served them and, and healed their sick. And there was a couple moments like that where it seemed like he needed to, to process that sad event. But he, um, he did the will of his father, as I'm sure it was uh, difficult on some level. And at the end of the chapter, verse 36, says that people begged him to let the sick just touch the edge of his cloak, and all who touched him were healed. And I just think about the ministry of Jesus, how he had such short parables that he told to people to teach, and how he allowed masses of people to come to him just to be healed, and that their healing was with touch. There wasn't a very long period of time that someone needed to directly interact with Jesus to benefit for a lifetime. And he was able to minister to many, many people in this way. And I don't think anybody doubted the value and the importance of being in the presence of Jesus. And I pray that as Christians are living out their faith today, in this time, in this day and age, that we don't forget the importance and the impact of being in direct contact with Jesus Christ. And that that would have an impact, a healing, and a change in all of our lives in the same way that it was to these masses of people that interacted with Jesus. May the church be so full of Jesus that people are touched by his healing and salvation today. Thank you for listening to The Voice.